So, Corey, how was your first Dungeons and Dragons meeting? Yeah, Corey, how How'd was that? Go? It went very nicely, thank you. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, it was it was very nice. I get the sense in editing and listening to last week's episode that maybe you guys were mocking me a little bit. No, that your I don't tone think we were may mo- not yeah. have been terribly earnest in your support oh. and interest. I was totally mocking you. Okay. I was I was genuinely interested and I also didn't understand it, so I was I was sort of being humorous about it, but I But I don't think she was really interested. I think she was interested asking you because she knew that was the thing to do. No, because I felt like it would be good content for the podcast. And was it though, Corey, who's listened to it like fifty times now? Was it really? Uh, as Not being really. uh, being the recipient of the mocking, it's harder for me to judge. Okay, and this is why Mommy Shade is, was on the fence about us doing being funny, publishing mean. the podcast. Okay, maybe we of should Hannah have... talking about her breaking her nose when she said, "Well, it was kind of mean," and we both looked at her like she was crazy. Well, I think that when we're on the For other the two side, people pleasers, we don't get it when we're being mean. We think we're just being funny, right? I think oh, maybe we should mean. we should have mm. a meeting about um, other people's boundaries. That would be another or yeah, tone, another. tone boundaries because I don't oh. think that we realized. I really didn't feel like we were mocking you. Not to say that you didn't feel oh, that we, we were. were mocking you, I but I didn't that. feel like we were. I thought it was. I thought it was funny and good content. It was, but funny. I didn't think that it was. I didn't think it was particularly mean spirited towards Corey. Not to dismiss your mean. feelings, but I just I mean, think that no. we don't we don't gauge how other people are receiving. Our humor. I, I think it came across as 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 I was the nerdy high school student with the books and the glasses, and you guys were the mean girls. Like, well, oh, tell me more about your Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, that's a good not one. a little oh. bit the nerdy boy. <laughs> well, but he's saying we were making fun of the nerdy boy. That's well, too- I mean, I think you can make fun and not have it be mean spirited. And I was just making fun of Corey because he's my cousin and he's younger, but- and I just think that's my role. Welcome to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Molly Pruitt and Hannah Warren. I think also teasing is a a helpful social function of understanding each other and not always mean-spirited. Is that what you learned in your anthropology degree, that teasing is a valuable social function? Okay, here's the thing is the girls as preteens, I'd say starting preteens, wore me down as far as teasing went, Mm -hmm. wore me down to the bone, Mm. wore me down to like, like they, they a, like. A I had a scab. They pulled that scab off. They dug it out. They were like, "Let's get down to that bone." To teasing that, I think I'm totally hardened now to it. Well, and You've I think that's tempered. the intention. So I'm like blaming it on my kids. Well, I don't know. It's yes. all the kids. It's the children's fault. Mm-hmm. I do think that's. I do think okay. you girls were mean. Can I just oh, defend you were, myself? Oh, like, for no, because you were mean. You would make me cry. Okay, in my well, bedroom. I actually night. never knew that you were crying in your bedroom at night. And because if you I was the parent. Me, Why would I do that? But listen, 
If you had come to me and said, you know, it kind of hurts my feelings when you say I that did. kind of stuff. I don't remember. You did. Oh, yeah. Oh, you we had being lots of like, long, lots of long talks. Your dad would, your dad would sit you two girls down and say, you're making really your mother cry. I know. Cause you, cause you're teenagers and you okay. just like blank that out. It's not really, I mean, I am making fun of you cause I can right now. Well, I'm, and I'm but not it feeling is a defensive. Certain passage I'm feeling of being that a teenage girl. I, I don't think. remember that, but I do <laughs> think teasing is a, is a helpful social function. And I would argue that this is an anthropological theory from my own brain that it helps you to kind of step outside of the self and into community because it's, you know, when people are teasing you, it's about something that you're very internally processing and it's kind of drawing you out of that and into the community where everyone is kind of observing it. And I also think it's a it's, good mirror. It's a it regulator. A, it's a good regulator. It's a regulator. Corey, and I also think, regulating you and your ego. And I think that it also helps you to not take yourself so seriously. Corey, stop taking yourself so seriously. That is a problem I have, yes. See? Well, you Corey, actually helped add it you. To the, add it to the long list of problems that I have that have been brought out and elicited by other people. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. We did you a favor. Thank you, well, Mom. Corey, I would like to formally apologize. <laughs> I'd like to formally apologize, apologize that you felt hurt that we were mocking you. Okay, that was definitely not our intention. It, it was our impact, but not our intention. And I apologize for making you feel embarrassed or insecure about Dungeons and Dragons because I really was interested. I wasn't understanding it, which is why I was making fun of it. But oh, I, I kind felt... of a reflection herself. So you were mocking what you did not understand. Yeah. But I think that was more because I wanted to take it off a serious note. And it was a weird, it was a, it was a weird. I wasn't recording. understanding well, what it was. I'll, I'll say, first of all, I, I, I'm, I have been tempered to being mocked for Dungeons and Dragons and other nerdy pastimes of mine. So it's okay. Thank you for the apology. Again, I was not teasing you for being nerdy. You totally were. I was teasing you, you were for just being teasing Corey. me for being Corey. So it's not even so much general. It's a really specific, specific personal not like a sword, dig. but like a needle that just mm -hmm. digs yes. and digs and there digs. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah, where that's, I was going with it. That's much better. Thank I you, was Molly. being very specific. Uh-huh. Oh, good, good, good. I had a lovely time. It was good to hang out with my friend. <laughs> like how he wraps that back. Yeah, he's like, and I'm going to tie that one up with a bow. Uh, and I, I met uh, a couple of my friends' friends, and it was oodles of fun. So, Oh, new people. That's excellent. You so, know, Corey, I, I actually don't do. do. I never meet new people. Yes. And that's something that you should continue. You do meet new people. And your so is community. Yeah, that's still. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's let's take the Instagram off because that's new. You met a new person in December. That's one. I'm just saying, I think another thing, people that don't really know me would say, oh, you're an extrovert. And you're I'm actually pretty introverted. I'm pretty introverted, but I don't really understand the definition of introverted. But what I do know about myself is I don't particularly spend a lot of time around people and that's good i do want deep connections to people mm -hmm. and well i think everybody does i, I don't think, think anyone okay. wants a shallow connection okay. to another person well so i would prefer to have fewer friends but closer 
but closer. Right. And so if I'm at a party, mm-hmm. I am not going to go mingle. And I don't think that's unheard of. I think a lot of people would probably agree. Like, it's very uncomfortable to, like, you know, mingle and kind of chit-chat with new people. Now, saying that, the reason this is coming up to my brain is your dad, who's very quiet, mm-hmm. he has no is problem. a good mingler. He has no problem going up and talking to, like, anyone. Anyone. Mm-hmm. I think that I I actually think because I think people would describe me as an extrovert as well. Would you yes. agree? Yes. And I do feel like I am extroverted. I think we covered this in last week's podcast where you introduced yourself to everybody at the restaurants and then tried oh, to yeah. snuggle up close with so them like with your cold, clammy hands and one. feet. Right. But I'm talking more about the qualities of an extrovert. Like, I think I'm extroverted, but I also feel like sometimes I'm a little overwhelmed by people. I kind of like to keep to myself in certain social situations. Like, I don't think that I think a, that's a human quality of being like, I'm a little overstimulated. Yeah. yeah. And I think that oftentimes extrovert, because I think that sometimes I can really like engage people and like entertain a crowd, which is something I know you to be able to do at a dinner party or whatever is like tell a great story and everyone's kind of, you know, I think that's kind of almost... Don't laugh, Corey. It's true. It happens. But I'm getting there. I'm getting to my point, Is which is that I almost think I just want to, like, level the room, you know, break the ice, take the edge off of everyone so we can all just kind of, like, chill out a little bit. And everyone needs another drink. Right. But you know what I mean? It's that kind of, like, I'm just going to go for it, and then everyone can laugh, and then we can all just, like, take it down a notch. I think that's kind of... How I feel about being an extrovert in certain social situations. Whereas I think for introverts, they're not so uncomfortable by the general social tension of like a big group of people all together for the first time, you know, because they're kind of used to not used to, but maybe more like, like they're okay with just sitting in that, you know? And then it, it makes it easier because there's not such high stakes or such tension of like, I really need to impress someone or I really need to make everyone laugh to take the edge off or whatever. So it's like, yo, do you like bread? I like bread. Oh, that's a good one. You know what I mean? I just want to be David Sedaris and know the right question to ask. I don't think he even knows the right question to ask. I think, I think he, he does. He has a master class, it. Hannah. I think he's winging it probably. Corey, I, I think David Sedaris has probably spent a lot of time figuring out the right question to ask. It doesn't necessarily come spontaneously. I think that mm-hmm. there's a, a process, but he is not ever having met David Sedaris or anything. But that's just, you know, he had an inclination to being able to ask the right question and so forth. And that fueled his interest and in his quieter moments sitting at home. He was thinking of questions like that. Or maybe he's asked a lot of wrong questions. (gasps) Oh, Hannah, there you go. Mm -hmm. I think probably he's thrown a lot of shit up on the wall to see what sticks. And now he's kind of got it dialed in. But I'm sure there's probably been a lot of questions that he's asked that he's been like, ooh, not that one. Okay, should we tell people about how I, like want to like track every person that doesn't have a mask on down no that's a little aggressive i i haven't i've been really good 
Oh, that's so, good of you not to spy on people. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. But my flip side is so, and I just need to do it. This again, it goes to like I set goals that I don't follow through on. So I need to like make us. <laughs> Molly, I'm going to say once again, it's okay not to follow through with every goal, especially if that goal is to become the leader of a police state. Right. Okay, I keep like thinking of. Our governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, I felt she was directly talking to me when she said, if you don't see someone masked, do not track them down. I literally felt she was saying, Molly, do not stop them and have what you think of a crucial conversation. Right, because they're going to see it as this really uptight white lady who's kind of getting in their shit. Because it would a be Karen, right, if you that, will. A Karen. It would be you a Karen. Would be Big Karen moves. Okay, so it would be. So my, so you guys would, okay, vote. What do you think of this? So I want to carry along masks that I make. And when I see someone that doesn't have a mask in a situation where you really should wear a mask, and I can give some specifics of that example later, I would hand them my mask and say, oh, it looks like you forgot your mask today. Here you go. Have you heard of the phrase passive aggressive? aggressive. I think I do it really well. I think I that was like raised by like people that were like trained ex- in the arts, <laughs> right? Master's degree in. If it helps, Molly, know that I did yell at somebody yesterday for throwing a cigarette butt into the street. Oh, I do that all the time. Okay, good. And you know, and I say, I do say, oh, I think you dropped something. I've done That's that. That's what too. I said. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm like, no, oh, I was. Oh, 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 this this oh, I I was not passive something. aggressive. I was just straight up aggressive. I was pick that up. No, I actually stopped. No, I stopped my entire crew. I walked in. I okay, and I have to remember. We have been more amazed that when we go on our construction sites that everyone has their mask on because we thought that was going to be a big issue. It's mm-hmm. culturally not culturally like like just the whole of construction saying you got to wear a mask. It's, it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought that was going to be a big issue and we have it. I got a little um, spoiled because of that. And so when I did walk in and see this entire crew inside, not wearing masks, not six feet apart, I did restrain myself from losing it and pulling out a full Karen, but I did say everyone needs to stop working now. Mm-hmm. A little Karen. I'm sure that was the tone of voice. I did. No, I am not kidding. I actually did. I said, okay, I need everyone to stop working. I need one of you to go call your boss and let them know I've just made you guys stop working and why. And that's all. I continued walking around. Well, they all ran off to their cars and got their masks. And then I was leaving. I said, so did anyone call your boss? Uh, no. I was like, so you guys want me to call him? You wanted to come out of my mouth? And they just like, silence. Mm. I guess that's kind of what Hannah was describing as the bossy boss. Like, I think you're the boss. And you're not afraid to be There is the a boss. sign! Exactly. That says, do not cross this well, okay. point without a mask. Molly, can I give you some feedback? There's a sign, Hannah. We put up a sign. It says things. What I'm going to say is that in your 
in your control zone where you've put up the mast, the I mean the sign, and ask that everyone pass this point wear a mask. It's completely appropriate for you to be like, if you're not wearing a mask, stop working, put your mask on. That's totally appropriate. But in a public area. Home Depot. In Home Depot. Where it says you need to have a mask on to when come you're, in here. But what I'm saying is that you didn't put the sign up. I think it would better serve you not to be interacting with those people. And more so to just go about your own business. Maybe alert a manager and say, I really think that um, there's an issue about enforcing the mask rule. Maybe you should have someone at the front that makes sure that everyone who comes in that has a mask. But I think that's an issue that you can abdicate. Not have to take on. Right. Even though I you am a really good, I'm a really good mask, like, guard. You're a great mask police. And I also think it makes people feel a little uncomfortable and sort of, like, chill out, lady. If it's coming from a Karen off the street rather than management. Because management has sort of a direct authority. I need a good Do you see what I'm line. saying? More like, how tiny is your wee-wee? That you think you need I really to think that's not the thing to say that makes people feel really uncomfortable. That seems like a sexual assault suit coming your way. Damn it. There's a tendency among people that if you criticize them or if you point out a problem, they, they feel defensive. become defensive and are more likely to continue that behavior just to right. to And at to the end of the you. day, and that's not just I just want them that. to wear their mask. I just right. want them to wear their mask. But at the end of the day, do you want to make your point or do you want them to wear a mask? I just want them to wear a mask. Okay, so you confronting them, that sounds to me more like you want to make a point of you being the one enforcing the mask rule. Because, Hannah, that is my true inner self that I'm constantly battling that's against. That's ego. Yeah, it's that's constantly. Ego. And her name is Molly. And that's Molly's ego of being like, I want you to hear it from me. Listen to me. Make my point to you that I want you to wear a mask. But at the end of the day, do you think that really incentivizes people to wear a mask? Or do you think that makes them leave the interaction feeling like Karen was really fucking on one today? I don't really give a shit about that. But you just said... your ultimate goal is that you want them to be wearing a mask. Hannah, so my battle constantly about, yeah, being Molly. Is ego. Constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should sit with that and kind of work it out a little. Sitting. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. But I think that a I'm more a little... appropriate and probably more effective solution is to suggest to management that they are stronger in enforcing their mask wearing rule, remind them that it's a governor's mandate and maybe also say, you know, I am immunocompromised and I'm doing my part. And I think it's kind of an understood baseline that people in the store need to be wearing masks. I have no problem reporting it to the governor that you're not enforcing that rule. That's not management. Our governor is awesome. Management is an appropriate place to put that Karen energy. Passersby, not so much. I know. But this is Home Depot. I don't see what it being Home Depot has anything to do with that. It's Home Depot. It's or Molly's it's Target, happy place. Or it's Whole Foods. It's my happy place. I have to go there almost every day. Almost every other day. I'm Which is there. why. And I, and I did say to the woman, thank you. I have told people, thank you for wearing your mask. You are enabling me to have more personal freedom. 
That seems like an all about you statement, not about protecting the community statement. But it can't go to protecting the Right, community. but it's centering Molly. But it's still saying, like, thank you for wearing your mask so we can move no, through the world. I'm just going to rem- roll the tapes. <laughs> thank you for wearing the mask so that I can have more personal freedom. Yeah, I, I do feel that way. Well... My ego. I'm just saying, your grandmother and your great aunt go out to, like, they go out to Lowe's and Walmart every day. And they are the population that is at most risk. Well, that seems foolhardy on their part. Right. Need, which is... I, I need these people to be wearing their masks. Okay. And I'm saying a more effective solution. Okay. Think of it this way. When you see a bunch of babies floating down a stream, heading towards a waterfall. Wow, this went dark. No, I'm saying because it's really applicable. Do you desperately try to pull all the babies out of the river because they just keep floating down? Like it's baby after baby after baby. Yeah, that's where I'd go. Or do you go to the source and say, why the fuck are you throwing babies in the stream and stop that action from the beginning? That's Proactive problem solving. And that is not why you're reactive save the world. problem solving. I'll give you another one. Hannah, you're up at the top of the stream and I'm at the bottom. Right. And I'm suggesting to you that maybe you get your shit out of the mud and walk to this top of the stream that's 10 feet away and be like, what's the source of the problem here? Is it this one Excuse person that I've me. seen wearing it a It seems that a you're throwing babies in the river. And I'm just <laughs> okay. curious. As to why. No. Now, and if we're talking about building a house, I'm right there with you. If we're talking about babies, I'm like down at the bottom of the stream. Okay, well, you can be down at the stream, and I'll be at the top making sure that Thank no you, babies Hannah. are ever again thrown into the stream. But do you understand my metaphor is that when you're oh, confronted it's, with a it's problem, great. it's awesome. Reactive problem solving versus proactive problem solving. No, it's like a why I am a slow processor. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I, all right. So he there are like the babies. babies. Corey, Corey doesn't it's like the It's a metaphor. Babies. Okay, let me give you my second metaphor. But, I, I understand your point. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> that you want to you want to be proactive. But at the same point, there are babies falling, going down the river. Down you can't the river. be like you, you can't be you like. You can't be like they don't. They don't aren't important. I really don't think that's kind of the point of my story. There is a point. Oh, maybe for your story, can... you could choose a better analogy. Maybe maybe there's a better metaphor. Okay, well I have a Can second. About a- Wait, bouncy, I have a second analogy lined bouncy up. Bouncy beach this. balls. Can we talk about bouncy beach balls going down over the? Okay, corner? how about plastic? Plastic straws going down, and there all these go. little sea turtles are at the bottom, just waiting no, to suffocate. No, you're talking about death again, and this is not. Well, it's kind of a life or death situation. Yeah, Molly. but you know what? Corey stated the only reason he's pup- he agreed to come on this was he thought we were kind of funny. Okay, well, I don't think he's going to put any of this into the podcast. Oh, I'm I think he is. Shit. I think he is. I don't okay, know. This well, is my a... second analogy. This is like four episodes, for God's sake. My second analogy was going to be that kind of like if you if you if you see a guy living what on kind the river, of guy? whatever guy, who cares? It's kind is of he a nice guy. Listen to is me, Molly. Stop talking. Hannah, why don't you care about this gentleman living out on this homeless gentleman? You I are don't so give cruel. A shit. 
Okay, it's kind of like if you give a guy a fish, you feed him for a night. If you give him a fishing rod, you feed him for a lifetime. Um, the cliche is if you if you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a something lifetime. Something like that. I don't know. It was okay, a song whatever. from That's the, the 90s. idea. Remember that? And it was also the, Jesus. Yeah, it's also biblical. Jesus. Thank you very whatever. much. But that is the idea of like if you give people the tools – it's more effective in lasting change than giving them a hard time in the moment. So with your example at Home Depot, if you went to the source of the river management, I really actually think they'd probably be much inclined to help you if you threatened a call to the government. No, you know what? If I said to them, go over to Trader Joe's, sit with them for a day, see how they do it. They are so good. They are so good at turning people away. And how they do it. That's what I should have done. I should have gone, called management, Janice, who I do have her personal number, and mm-hmm. said, Janice, send a few people over to Trader Joe's for the afternoon. See how they get people that don't that come in without masks and how they get them to go away. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, I think you're okay, finally so my getting problem it. solved, Corey. Is that you it's need solved. to be talking to management? No, I need to talk to Trader Joe's. I don't really see how Trader Joe's has anything to do with this. My point is that you need to be talking to the source of the river, which is management, who are the people that are allowing individuals in and out and regulating mask-wearing or non-mask-wearing people from entering the store, rather than... Because if are you going to sit? Are you going to volunteer to be the Karen that sits at the front door being like, no mask, no enter, bitch? Oh, my God. I would be so good at that. Okay. Well, then how about you volunteer yourself to do that? So this guy, this guy this one day, he not only didn't have a mask on, he like ran into – he's in front of me and he saw somebody – he was with another guy who had a mask on. Okay. And he saw another guy he saw and he reached out and he grabbed his hand and shook it. And you could see the look on the other guy's face like, oh, this guy's touching me. It was like this guy was really trying to make a statement. So that guy, and I think there's just very few of that guy. But that guy, I think he really did need a little slap down. I understand that. I think that. he could have used a little I understand Molly that. energy. And I also don't think it's necessarily appropriate for you be for you to be the Karen of masks for I'm every not. person. I'm not doing it. It sounds like you were considering it and oh, I'm just I totally warning against it. it. Oh, totally. That I think that's it. a huge waste of time and energy and it's ultimately going to leave you feeling drained and misunderstood and kind of put off if you have to like verbally assault every Joe who walks in not wearing a mask with your Karen energy. I can see Molly like walking down the street being like, I told them to put on a mask and they didn't put on a mask and I told them and just listen. And, and I gave them a mask. I gave them a mask that I made and they still didn't wear it. They threw it in the gutter. Well, how about a compromise? How about you make a bunch of masks, bring them to Home Depot and say, I've made you masks. They so, sell them. Stop. Let me finish. I've made you masks. You can sell them at whatever price you want so that people who come in and don't have masks, they can buy one right on the spot they to be able masks. to enter the store. They have masks. At the front of the store when people are well, walking people in. people sell masks. At the front of the store when people no, are walking in. Maybe that's part of your suggestion. Maybe I should I'm say, I saying, will donate money for you to hand out a Or you'll mask. donate masks. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll donate money for the masks 
that they then hand out. Oh, Hannah, you are problem solving this one. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Going to Home Depot. They're calling Janice. All right. Excellent podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm having a hot flash. I'm having, I'm like sweating on my forehead right now. Okay. To exit. So thanks for listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Molly Pruitt and Hannah Warren. Or thanks for listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt. (laughs) Is that Hannah? Yes, that was totally Wait, Hannah. can I do it now to, so that we can compare? Yes, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Should, right I be, should I be Corey or should I be Hannah first? Be Corey. Okay, I'll be Corey. Thanks for listening to the Soft Bats Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Brulette. That's Corey. Oh, that was good, Hannah. That was, that was I pretty felt like Corey, it was right? Corey was right here with me. Yeah, he's really putting on a show when he says it. That's okay, totally going in. Yep. yep. Okay, that, that's that's our do outro. Hannah. Okay, and this is Hannah. Hold on. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to do one. Hannah. <laughs> she doesn't know how to do Hannah. Okay, if it was just me, I'd be like, thanks for listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, so now <laughs> that was a little forced. Thanks for listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with your hosts, Hannah Warren and Molly Pruitt. I feel like that's more... Pl- I'm not like, Thanks for listening to the Zombie Podcast! I'm Hannah! That's Molly! That's what I sound like at all. That's Molly. And Molly's would be kind of like... Thanks for listening to your soft fans podcast with Hannah Warren and the Molly Brewer. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to give us a rating and subscribe. Original music is written and performed by Mark and the Nephew. Logo by the Niece. Produced by Corey Fry. Bye. Bye. Okay.